0: Chuck and Sean, Chuck and Sean, Chuck and Sean They're two sales dudes from a cloud voice company But
1: with a superpower that you wouldn't believe Monday mornings they transform into some Dope co-hosts with sports pranks and and jokes It's business breakfast and banter Just try and hold back your laughter Cause it's some really funny spit Out your coffee kinda quick wit So grab a pop tart and let the work week start Momentum Mondays, yeah With Chuck and Sean, Chuck and Sean Momentum Mondays, yeah with Chuck and Sean, Chuck and Sean, Chuck and Sean, Chuck and Sean. This
0: week's episode of Momentum Mondays is brought to you by Ollie. Command the conversation with confidence. Sean,
1: good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy good Monday. Afternoon. Welcome. Good evening. Welcome. Why did you say evening? <laughs> Welcome to the finale of season one. I don't want it one. to end.
2: I'm just going to keep talking over you.
1: Chuck, What? listen with the season finale happening today on Monday, May the 24th. What are we going to do now? W- what are you going to do for your summer?
2: I don't know. I'm going to go on vacation. Actually, I live on vacation. I'm in Florida. How about you <laughs> go on vacation? We're going to get back our 20 minutes every
1: Monday, man. I don't know what I'm going to do now. Um, no, but I will tell you, we are going to do a vacation this summer as a family. We're going to Disney World. So,
2: yeah, there you go. Oh, that's right. Your kids are, what, 4, 7, 10, and 14? <laughs> no. Who goes to Disney World? Your kids are, like, 22, 19? There's no age to the Magic
1: Kingdom. So, <laughs> we're, we're going to Disney World for one my 17-year-old daughter is in competitive volleyball. So, she has okay. a turn right there at the ESPN Center.
2: I want you to buy some Mickey Mouse ears. And I want you to find Minnie Mouse, and I want you to kiss her on the cheek. That's your challenge for your Disney World trip. Challenge, and then we'll show that on next Momentum Mondays.
1: That, and I want to get a selfie on the, what is it, that ride at Magic Kingdom? It's a small world. There you go. It's a small world, yeah. No, challenge. We, uh,
2: do what? What are you saying? That's your challenge.
1: Challenge. All right. You guys remember that, and I'm sure I'll be held to it uh, next year when we come back or in the fall, that you're going to have to see me with Mickey Mouse ears. So, all right. Now, what are you going to do for the summer? I told you, I already live on vacation. I'm in Florida. So you can't just hang around on the beach all day. I
2: heard you guys bought something. We did. It's not here yet, but we have a boat about to uh, be delivered in the next couple weeks. So we're real excited. Although I've never owned a boat, so I have no idea what's going to (laughs) happen. There you are. You're the boat captain. That's it. I'm the captain now. Oh, wait. That's the
1: wrong movie. (laughs) There you are, Chuck. It's my boat. Hey, (laughs) Lieutenant (laughs) Dan. (laughs) You invited us down. I I did. You took classes too, right? To become a boat captain?
2: I took, well, I was supposed to take uh, six 12-hour classes, but you were in town a few weeks ago, and I had to skip one of the classes. But it's okay. I passed the test. But what class, you told me, what class
1: was that that you skipped? Safety. It was a safety class. So then following you skipping the safety class, you tell me you pass your captain's test. Then you invite me and Rebecca down and you said, hey, we could sail from St. Pete to Key West. West. Yeah. Nice easy ride. I'm pretty sure I don't know if I'd trust you right away. I mean, come on. There's a TV show back in the day called Gilligan's Island where people tried that and they didn't. You can't
2: can't go wrong. Just stay along
1: the coast, you'll be fine. No, we'll end up in Cuba or something. You'll be like,
2: "That's you say, Cuba? Cuba? That's the way I talk. That's not the way you talk. Cuba. I didn't say Cuba. Cuba. You said Cuba. Rewind the tape. You said Cuba. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, we'll have Dave, our producer, reshow this at some point. Dave, it's not Jimmy's, it's Sprinkles. And I said Cuba, not Cuber. Cuba. So, real quickly, though, I wanted to give a shout out. I know, Chuck, you were in town a couple weeks ago uh, in Louisville uh, for your daughter, Haley. Congratulations to Haley for completing her master's um, and she did her walk. But I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to my bride, uh, Rebecca who, after 15 or 16 years of being a stay-at-home mom, went back to college and teaching, and just recently, just this week, completed her master's in teaching. So, Brownie points for me on our finale. She'll be watching, I'm sure, in about six weeks from
2: now. Congratulations, Renee. (laughs) It's Rebecca. That's what I said. (laughs) Our famous (laughs) J.
1: Sherm Henderson. So... All right, you ready to meet our next guest? I am. Are you? I am. Do you see how excited I was? You ready to meet our next guest?
2: <laughs> I think my voice cracked. I said, "I am." Are you? All right.
1: Our next guest is one of the longest tenured individuals in our industry. It's a. I love the story of how he and his partner started his company. Uh, they have since grown into one of, if not the largest, uh, one of the master agencies in our space. He is today's guest. He is chief development officer, co-founder, chief marketing officer, vlogger, vlogger aficionado, all of these things. Uh, let's welcome Patrick Oborn. Patrick, welcome to Momentum Monday's season
0: finale. Thank well, you for me, having you. me, man. Dude, I love the music. Love What's the surf it? music. I love I love the boat. I love
1: the boat. What'd I you love that you're, you're gonna
0: go to Cuba. I speak Spanish. I'm volunteering <laughs> to be your first mate. You
1: speak Spanish? Did you see Lieutenant Dan? He's gonna try out his sea legs, Lieutenant Dan.
0: <laughs> I speak but Lieutenant legs. Dan, you ain't got any legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so how much Spanish do you speak? Like yo no hablo español. What else?
0: Um, I'm fluent. I lived in Spain for two years. Wow.
1: Fluent in Spanish. All right, Chuck. That's who we need to take on this trip. Because if we end up somewhere other than Key West. And I've been to Havana. Oh, wow. Nice. Maybe we just sail straight to Italy.
0: (laughs) That's the wrong
1: direction, Sean. You told me the other day, Patrick, he tells me, he goes, Hey, I got this boat. And by the way, they, they sent the wrong engines. We actually get more power. Do you think that's a good idea for a person who's never boated before on the ocean? Of course it is.
0: I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sketching right now. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get really nervous.
1: Really? All right. Well, we were going to invite you as our first guest on the boat because I'm a little nervous, my wife and I being the first people out there. So, uh, all right, Chuck, we may have to defer to someone else besides Pat. What could go wrong? We'll leave that one up for the viewers to decide. If anybody has ideas of what could go wrong, reference
0: back to the Gilligan's Island reference.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was a three hour tour, turned into a whole season. All right, but nevertheless, Patrick, welcome to the show.
0: Multiple seasons.
1: (laughs) uh, I'm going to get this right because before the show started, I was trying to remember how you and Adam got started in this industry as 15-year-olds or 16-year-olds or whatever it was way back in the day in your surfing days. And you guys started with a company. Am I saying this right? Shop for T1s com. That's how you got first started in this industry, correct?
0: Yeah, it's it's actually a pretty interesting story. Um, I, I'm not from telecom; never have worked for a phone company. Adam is in the same boat. Uh, we grew up together. We were um, you know next door neighbors. We played high school football together. We were college roommates, but in college, we each kind of took our own. Um, own approach to life. I kind of went the more technical engineering route. He went the more financial accounting route. And after college, we both went back to Southern California where we came from and we both got jobs and we both stayed in contact and we both um, went surfing about once a month together, just have fun, figure out what it was we were going to do. We always wanted to start a business together, but never could really figure out what it would look like. So uh, eventually one day I was messing around, building some websites and stuff online. And I figured out that um, telecommunication products actually paid residual commission. So I thought it was a pretty interesting uh, proposition. So one day I called up Adam and I said, Adam, I think, I think I know what we're gonna do to start our own business. And he said, what's that? I said, we're gonna sell commercial telecom. And he said, what's commercial telecom? <laughs> and I said, you know, internet access for businesses and and voice products and stuff like that. And he goes, why on earth would we go into commercial telecom? That seems like the most outlandish thing I've probably ever heard you say and i said it pays residual commission and he said i'm in so after that the decision was made Um, we were going to sell commercial telecom because just the concept of getting a residual commission for the life of the account was something that was just crazy for us like like how, how do you get that well there's insurance brokerage there's maybe owning real estate there's you know getting a patent and getting license fees there's really only so many residual opportunities left in life and we found out that this industry paid residual commissions. That was the one thing that captivated us. So my early inclination was to take what I had learned um, as a software developer building websites and also search engine optimization and get to work. So we created some, uh, the website shop for T1 like you referenced, Sean, and we went we went at it. We went uh, targeting T1, T1 line, T1 service, T1 quotes, T1 price quotes, basically everything T1 you could ever think of. And within a month or so, we got number one ranking. So that means a lot of leads started coming in through our, our portal. And uh, Adam just didn't have the time. He was too busy surfing, too busy doing whatever. Right? Um, he was act he was actually dating. He had a few few different girlfriends going on. And everything else, but um, we we needed help. We had we had leads that were not even getting called. So we started attracting agents. Agents are like, you guys have leads. And so that was really the kind of the first iteration of Tolaris was that Shop for T1 era where we were just an online lead shop. And then when we had 10 agents closing leads, we thought, man, we better have an agent manager manage those 10 agents and help them with quotes and everything else. And then we had 50 agents. And then now you need VPs. And then now you need a back office to help with all the stuff that our GeoQuote tool wouldn't price in real time. And eventually it just kind of evolved into Tolaris And this is kind of you know where, where we are today is we've just constantly kept adapting to the marketplace, adapting to our partner's needs, adapting to the services that are offered and just adapting, adapting. So now here we are almost 20 years later, we don't look anything like Talaris 1.0. I mean, to, to ask us or to tell us back then what this would look like, we probably wouldn't have believed you. So, um, but same thing goes for you guys' momentum. I mean, I think this whole industry is all about uh, just adapting and staying ahead of the curve figuring out where things are going and then placing strategically uh, placed long-term bets and making sure that you're up to speed and ready to go when that technology does hit, just like kind of like, you know, the wave, you know, you wanna be out there, uh, not too far out, but not too far in. You wanna make sure you're in the right spot for when that set hits. And then you're not, you know, on the shore looking out, seeing these great waves that you're not catching, so.
2: That is fantastic, Patrick. You guys are a monster agent now How's it going with the, uh, I understand, uh, recent uh, private equity companies now part of the uh, organization. Give us a little background there. How's that going? What do you guys continue to do as, as you're evolving? So, no, that's great.
0: So we um, brought in Columbia Capital uh, as an equity partner. They own a minority stake in the business. So Adam and Richard and I still run the show. They're really running sidecar with us. And so they are giving us access to capital. They're giving us access to debt. They're helping us evaluate um, MA possibilities with all the financial um, uh, backing and and uh, institutional knowledge that they have from their time of building up Zayo, building up Presidio, building up a lot of companies that have become industry behemoths in this area. And they feel that this industry is ripe um, for consolidation, as do we. Um, we think that uh, master agents can 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 be more to their sub agents. It just requires. A greater amount of sales, requires a greater amount of investment, greater amount of technical expertise because um, at the end of the day our, our customers are our sub-agents and what, what does their world look like and how can we prepare them for that world? We believe that their world is one where they've got to evolve from the trusted advisor role which is where a lot of them are trying to get to now to a place that we call the digital strategist. The digital strategist is going to go head to head against the Accentures and the Deloittes of the world you can't just show up by yourself, answer an RFP, walk into a boardroom of a Fortune 100 or Fortune 1000 company by yourself. You're going to need engineers, you're going to need project managers, you're going to need account managers, you're going to need all kinds of expertise to go in there hand in hand with you as kind of this small little army, just like Deloitte's going to bring in. They're going to bring in all of their resources to that meeting. Our agents are going to have to compete. And so we're really out there. Um, uh, basically recruiting, building those benches of solution architects, of people that are advanced services vice presidents and and things of, of that nature so that our partners can, can be armed and ready to fight the battle of 2022, 2023.
1: You know, when I sit back and I listen, in, in all sincerity, I mean, we've all got a story about the evolution of where we came from to where we are. It's humbling to hear how you guys adjusted. It really is, Patrick. I mean, there are a lot of people that, you know, you've seen them come and go that they didn't make that pivotal change. So to hear how you and Adam and now Richard and the team have continued to pivot, to stay ahead of the curve and be the top is impressive and commendable. So for that, you know, congratulations. Um, We've tried to do that as well. You know, Chuck and I, from our previous company, to coming over to momentum and positioning ourselves as an industry leader, certainly around the white glove and a very crowded UCAS space. The one question I like to ask, and I really do garner the feedback from our partners is why momentum? Why, when you talk about to your partners, the, the providers and service providers you work with, you know, certainly momentum, or we believe we're part of that conversation, why momentum in your eyes?
0: Well, I think you guys and tolaris have a very similar philosophy in that it's not just about the pre-sales. I mean, you talk to a lot of the masters out there and it's, pre, you've got pre-sales engineers and pre sell this and pre sell that. And we have um, tools, which all of us have now. It, it's 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 a different conversation. Um, when you talk about the bigger deals, the, the people who can provide real value are kind of in that intermediate step of the sales process, which is just before signature. And just after like, where the service delivery happens um, to make sure that the customer, what the customer needs and what the customer gets, are in alignment. And, uh, and so many people just drop off after the signature. They're just, all right, my job's done. I'm out. Um, whether that be agents, master agents, um, it, you know, and just throwing everything on the supplier. Um, we, we believe in in, in post sale value. We believe in project management value. And so does momentum. I mean, you guys have really built a name for yourself for the stuff that happens after the ink is dry on, on the contract. Um, because at the end of the day, unless, and this is you know cliche, unless it's installed, unless it's billing, none of us are making any money. And, and that's honestly a, a, a huge part of maybe where a deal may not get lost, but man, if that install process is rough, if the customer's not trained up to even use the new technology that they just wrote this big check for, if all of that stuff is in alignment, you're, you as a supplier and we're on the same team. Once the ink is dry, you and I, Momentum and the partner and the master, we're all on one team. And our team is weakened and starting out honestly with two strikes against us. If the install doesn't go right, if the customer doesn't know how to use it, if it's confusing, if they can't get questions answered in a timely manner. And that's really where Momentum um, shines through. Your technology is fantastic. But, but everything that happens after the sale that actually allows the customer to use that technology as hopefully a competitive weapon and not just a utility. It's not just a phone. They're actually using this to engage with their customers in different ways, to get reporting from their from their um, communication systems that tells them a story about their customer's journey with them and their customer's experience with their, them. That's really the magic and everything post-sale, whether it's Telera support, momentum support, um, that's really where the rubber meets the road. And I think where the, the, the separation is going to occur between the winners and losers. And even if you're not a loser today, <laughs> you can become a loser really easily, especially when you start out with two strikes. And we know that when we put customers with momentum, we're starting out with zero strikes. Like we have the leeway to make a mistake here, here and again, and not, not be totally out in the cold because the install was fantastic. And there, and your, your guys, not just setting it up, but showing the customers how to use it is something that really sets you guys apart.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for that, Patrick. Last question I have, what's the next extreme race? I know you've done the Wabash 100 a few, a few times. You've done Ironmans, multiple marathons. I think your recent marathon, were you sub three hours, if I'm not mistaken?
0: I'm trying. I actually have a marathon in a week and a half. And, uh, and I'm hoping for a three-ish hour, 305, three-hour, which is really funny because in my early 40s, I could never even sniff that time, and now I'm 48 and uh, still still setting records. So I'm just, I'm really nervous every year, you know, New Year's happens, I'm like, is this the year that I get slower or is this year I get a little, a little more faster? But um, just, in fact, yesterday I actually had the privilege of uh, doing part of the Ironman with the Iron Cowboy who's in the process of doing the Conquer 100. That's 100 Ironmans, 100 days in a row or one ironman 100 days in a row. And yesterday was day 79 and so I did the 112 mile bike ride with them. So I'm sitting here as I sit here I'm pretty sore. Um that's a that's a pretty tough um proposition. So in addition to my training and my races and stuff that I'm doing, Tolaris is actually an active active sponsor both in terms of logistics, financial support and even, you know, several members of Tolaris going out and riding bikes with them and running the marathon with them and and just giving him a lot of support he was uh, the keynote speaker i don't know if you were there chuck um yep. two years ago at teller's partner summit in boca raton florida this year partner summit coming up in uh in uh, july and san diego is going to be amazing but iron cowboy james lawrence did a fantastic job presenting and t- talking to us about being intentionally uncomfortable and putting yourself out there and, and really as our partners start to um, put themselves out there they get into these advanced services categories that maybe they haven't um, had a lot of success in the past. I mean, you're going to stub your toe like like James Lawrence did. He fell off his bike, um, got all jacked up because he literally fell asleep while he was pedaling. Um, same thing happened to him uh, two weeks ago. He uh, got into a wreck. There was a, a girl in the Peloton and she did something wrong and he went down and uh, he was all scraped up and scabbed and, and messed up, but pulled himself back on his bike. Today is day um, 83 and uh, he's on June 8th. He's going to have hundred. Um, Ironmans in a row, which is a world record. Tolaris is super excited to be part of that achievement. But more importantly, we're we're here to help our partners achieve their their personal goals, whether it's 100 Ironmans in a row or sell their first UCast deal over 20 grand a month or or whatever the case may be. Um, we're we're really excited to to just be that logistical support. And uh, and their goals are our goals essentially, just just like you guys.
2: That's fantastic. Did you draft off him, if he or did he draft off you?
0: <laughs> honestly he drafted off me for the first little while but after mile 110 the last two miles dude was pulling away like was i was doing going. everything i could to stay on his wheel it was amazing
2: no that's awesome well patrick thank you very much we really appreciate the partnership we appreciate your time um we know you're busy and uh again thank you very much for everything you do there Teleris.
0: no oh, thank you guys for having me take care guys happy monday
2: Sean is completely muted. Sean, your mic's not working. I don't know what happened.
1: <laughs> no way. You couldn't hear me? There you me. go. That was not perfect. Ah. Do it again. I said, uh, Patrick, there's a friend of ours that wanted to say hello, and yet they wanted to meet you 40, 50 times. Anna Marie and Luigi say goodbye. They missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. It's interesting. You, know, you were talking about his extreme sports, Chuck. I mean, I know you've done some extreme sports, but a sub three hour, um, Marathon, marathon. and then what's the Wabash? I mean, what is
2: that's that? A, that's a hundred mile trail run. He does like through the hills of Utah. I don't know where he goes. That's a hundred mile run race through up and down hills and trails and you name it. I remember the first time he did it, his ankles were all swollen after the race and the next day he was at, we were at channel partner show. I, I couldn't believe he was even there. So, yeah, he does some crazy, crazy races.
1: I don't even drive 100 miles without getting restless. I can't even make a 100-mile drive,
2: much less a run. Like he's done, it, he's done it more than once, too. I think two I, or three times. Did, did yeah.
1: Patrick take or uh, Adam take into these extreme sports? He, he
2: did, I, Adam, I think, did like three and a half miles with him. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you
1: remember, and we talked about this before, and I know you've done a couple Man. so Adam, we have something in common. If you're listening, maybe you did the, the run. I did not. So Chuck on his Ironman, my family went and supported him, but we sat on the sidelines and ate Cheetos and would just wave to him when he went by. So <laughs> that was it. Nice. Well, listen, that was exciting. It's always a pleasure to meet and speak to Patrick, Adam, Richard, the team at Tolaris. I love what they're doing over there, the growth they continue to have. So, Patrick, thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you for wrapping up our finale, and best of luck to you and Team Tolaris. All right, Chuck. Well, listen, man, it, uh, all signs point that Season 1 was a, uh, a great season.
2: Would you agree? I would, but speaking of signs, one of your kids sent me a picture of a sign you have that's, uh, as you're entering your house, Mike, hopefully we can find that sign and put that up in the pictures. Okay. Good <laughs> jokes, $5, bad jokes, $1 dad jokes free. Have you seen the progressive commercial, Sean? Have you seen that Dr. Rick? I think his name is, you don't need a sign to say live, laugh, love They throw it right in the trash. You don't, you don't need a sign, Sean. Come on, man! That's <laughs> How about quinoa? You want some quinoa? How do you say that, Sean? What do we got? Quinoa? I don't even
1: know it. Look, no cussing, no fussing, no backtalk. <laughs> I've literally become that guy. Haven't you, I are.
2: You? you are. You are, Doctor Rick.
1: <laughs> if you're helping him back up, he doesn't know you, Sean. He doesn't <laughs> move on. Need to help him. That's don't a real sign him. in our house. We There's all no see it. Up. We all see it. But by the <laughs> way, how do you how do you say that word? Quantania? Quinola, Quentin, Tarantino. What is that?
2: Just, just order rice, Sean. It's easier. Order what? Rice. <laughs> You'll <laughs> like rice better than quinoa. I don't even know what that is. It's actually a superfood. It's a, a superfood. It's a protein. Super feud. Super super feud. Yeah, we have a feud. Every time I eat it, it doesn't agree with me. Super feud. <laughs> like super <fly.
1: laughs> All right.
0: <laughs>
2: it's 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 super
1: quick. All right, Chuck. Well, you want to close us out on giving the folks a wrap up to season one, episode nine finale of Momentum Mondays.
2: This is it. We will be taking the summer off, although look for a bloopers reel. (laughs) You said taking the summer. This is 20 to 25 minutes. You act like we've exhausted ourselves for months. Just think of how much more revenue you can sell, Sean, with 20 minutes in the day. Oh, if only I started shop for T1.com back then. You know how much money I'd have now? a lot look at patrick i know <laughs> all uh, right if you're looking for cast provider that also provides network services sdwan solutions voice analytics contact center look no further momentum we are taking the summer off we'll be back in september thanks everyone hang on call me if you money. want bad jokes a dollar
1: good jokes five dad jokes are free <laughs> <laughs> that's everybody have a great monday Take care. Thanks.